What is going on, Fantasy Alarm family? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Ryan Hallam and Matt Sells, and it's time for another family meetup. It's the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. Big week, and you know it's a big week when you got a big football event going on, and one of the leaders of our coverage, Fantasy Alarm's college football and college basketball analyst, knows his college sports. You've heard him. You love him. Was a former producer at Sirius XM. Now, content provider works on the site with us. It's Dan Servo-Didio joining the party or the fray, whatever you want to call it. Servo, welcome to Family Times, man. And good luck, sir, because you're going to be answering a lot of questions regarding the NFL draft. How you doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I'm happy to be here, guys. Appreciate you bringing me on. Um, yeah, we got the draft coming up uh, in just a little bit here. So I'm ready to talk first round, second round. But um, yeah, the Jets, I'm sure you want to ask about the Jets, Fenstie. We'll get there, I guess. Yeah, you know what? You brought it up, Servo. So you know what? <laughs> this is about you tonight on Family Time. So why don't we just start there? Because you and I went back and forth a little bit in the last day or so as I'm watching your mocks unfold on FantasyAlarm.com, now with three up. Breaking news, Melvin Gordon is re-signing with the Denver Broncos, according. I know it's an NFL draft show, but I thought this was kind of a big thing to just saw across my phone. Melvin Gordon staying with the Broncos. By the way, as a timestamp, we are recording this Tuesday night at about 8.50 uh, Central, so 9.50 Eastern time as a timestamp for this news. Wow, this just coming across a little. Ryan Helm, I thought he was calling a timeout on the recording right there. Out of the <laughs> field. Oh, man. Melvin Gordon re-signing. I mean, I guess, guys, you want to This changes my entire mock draft. What the heck? Servo, do we have to let you go now so you can update everything and change the entire NFL landscape at this point? No, no first-round picks were traded in this uh, signing, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice indeed. Well, Ryan. Well, Denver doesn't have any more to resign to to trade away anyway. After yeah, they're not yeah they're not even relevant in this first round right now. <laughs> well, Ryan, how you feeling? You brought up this news. What's your initial instant reaction? Well, you know, obviously it affects everyone who loves Javante Williams the most. Uh, everyone was hoping he got out of town. Uh, but, you know, I, I think Denver's going to have a little bit of a different team anyway now that they have an actual starting quarterback. So, uh, you know, if they were going to run a little less uh, coming into the season already, this probably hurts both guys a little bit more. Uh, you know, Gordon has just hung around for quite a while, and as much as everyone wants to write him off, he still finds the end zone and gets a good number of carries, can catch the ball out of the backfield. So uh, just leaves another muddied uh, NFL running back uh, running back situation, which I think we're going to see plenty of in 2022 i i don't know i mean i think i'm still fine with javonta williams exactly where he was last year yeah he was productive last year and melvin gordon was there are we so sure that just because russell wilson is there that they're gonna be heaving the ball all over the place i don't know russell wilson comes from a background where they ran it tried to run it a lot in seattle in fact his best years were when they were running it a lot and not on his throwing shoulder so I don't know that this really changes Javonta Williams stock at all and if anything I'll take the discount I'm probably now going to get on him because people are going to panic that Melvin Gordon's back well guys I serve I want to ask you here I want to bring you into this discussion because you play a lot of fantasy football when it comes to Javonta Williams not that far removed from his college days 
I'm seeing them in high stakes drafts going off at around the eight, nine mark at this point right now with this news just coming out. I mean, just even thinking about it as the landscape's about to shift once again in the NFL after the draft, was that a price point that you were willing to pay for him before? And even now, I mean, we saw him succeed last year in the latter stages, but is this a first round, second round pick that you're willing to take? I guess a risk on now that we know Gordon's back there. I would have to think that his his price goes down just a little, little bit, right, guys? I mean, I, like even Gordon's going to take away some touchdown equity there, some receiving volume probably, um, and who knows if you know game you know week two or week three, and we see Russell Wilson uh, favoring Melvin Gordon as kind of the pass catching back there all of a sudden, and then who knows? Um, but it's really interesting to see. I'm you know we'll we'll talk about this draft here in a sec, but like there's no going to be there's probably not going to be any first round running backs go off the board in this draft but I'm interested to see where guys like Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker land, which team they land on if they are going to step into that workhorse role kind of like uh, Najee Harris did last year and if that changes, you know, that vaults them up into maybe a late second round pick or, or early second round pick for that matter. Well, sir, well, I was looking at some odds on DraftKings sportsbook and when looking at some of the props that they have there, the over-under on whether or not a running back will be drafted in the first round, I saw it at 0.5, meaning it's very questionable whether or not yeah. a running back will be drafted in that first round. Where are you leaning when it comes to that? I'm not saying you have to place the bet, but do you have a lean one way or another? I would lean uh, the over. So the, 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 I, I don't think they there is a first-round running back in this draft. Um, I would say if there is a team in the later, like the back end of the first round, it'd be like, you know, the, the Bills have been a team, say, at 25, or if they trade back a few picks, maybe they're looking at a running back. Um, but then there's a couple teams, you know, you know, who knows, like the Chiefs could easily draft a running back with one of their two later round picks, or the Bengals at 31, if they're just like, all right, let's, let's add another running back to this mix. So there's there's a chance there. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um, and I think that that point five uh, prop there is is that for a reason. I think the there's juice on the over right there for for over point five, right? Yeah, I was so. seeing it before. I'm, I can go check it very quickly. I was seeing the over hit at point five, maybe one, and that's it. Yeah. And by the way, while Fenstey checks that, now's a pretty good time to bring up the point that we have a uh, free to play uh, NFL draft challenge. On the site, um, this is one of those questions. If you, you know, just put in your entry, pick the answers to the questions. The more you get right, the higher up in the standings you go. There's, you know, cash prizes if you get them all correct. I've seen a pretty nice prize uh, is there for a perfect score. So go ahead. It's on FantasyAlarm.com right now under contest and the NFL menu. So go ahead and uh, enter before Thursday's first round. So I'm filling out mine, Servo, right now. So I need to know who will be the first running back drafted. I need this perfect <laughs> score. I went – I'll tell you what I put is Kenneth Walker. Um, it's going to be either him or Brees Hall, in my opinion. So it's down to those two. I just I like Walker overall as a prospect. Who knows if he is the first overall uh, running back. But that that's who I'm leaning. By the way, I just saw that the under right now on DraftKings Sportsbook at – whether or not a running back will be taken 
in the first round. So the under is at minus 200 right now, Servo. So I was wrong about that. Oh, wow. Yes. So that moved. Yeah. Quite Dude, a lot. Been, a lot of these odds have been moving in the last two days. You see what's going on with the first overall pick and everything like that? I mean, yeah. who do you think it's going to be going to Jacksonville? <laughs> it's definitely going to be Trevon Walker now. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's interesting that, that there's uh, it's minus 200 for the under there. So maybe we are looking at a team like, like I was saying, at the back end of the first round that is going to gladly take a chance on these running backs. The other thing to th- always think about with the, the first round draft uh, picks is that fifth year option extra year of control. So we, you always think about it with quarterbacks, people taking a chance on quarterbacks or uh, wide receivers, but the offensive players, I think it's always more important than the defensive guys teams, maybe taking a chance on, you know, running back receiver quarterback at the back end of that first round. Yeah. I mean, didn't the line move on the wide receivers too? Isn't it up to six and a half? Is the line? Yeah. Yeah. It used to be five and a half. And people came in because there's definitely, in my opinion, six. So it's going to be maybe seven. But I think like I have six in my mock draft and I've had that. Um, So I I love the over at five and a half. That's one of the uh, that's one of the questions on the uh, draft challenge there. So I do like uh, over five and a half. But six and a half is a little risky for me to go over. I mean, our colleague Britt Flynn tweeted out that the last time seven went in the first round was 2004. And that's the only time it's happened in like forever. So, I mean, it's a deep yeah. class, but that's that's insane that it's yeah. up to six and a half. So, speaking of receiver servo, I root for this team that has had the longest playoff drought of any NFL team, and it's an embarrassment <laughs> of a team. And they're called the New York Jets. And <laughs> I don't know why I support this team. Sell supports this team like he supports five others in the NFL. Not true. I am a Jets fan. Yes. I, I Good for you, Sells, because, I mean, you, me, and Bender at this point are all <laughs> suffering together. But sir, That's but, not the know, one I would, uh, I would hold on to there. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks a lot. Well, any receiver servo that you could see going the Jets' way, because when checking out your mocks, they got two top ten picks. Definitely not at number four. It seems like they're very much in line with Thibodeau in that regard. But what about at that number 10 spot that you think that they might actually shop? They need more help at the receiver spot. Uh, Yeah, I've just been leaning more towards the fact that they could trade out, trade back from that 10 spot, uh, especially with a team, you know, like I have like the Chiefs and the Packers, the two teams I'm looking at because they both have two first round picks later in the in the first round i could just see uh, you know chiefs for sure at the top of that list but the packers as well i think could move up whether it's packaging both picks or using other draft capital to move up because both those teams want and probably need a running uh, wide receiver so if they're looking to get in on that run of the jameson williams the garrett wilson the drake london's that top three whereas the jets you know, maybe they can still get a good wide receiver later in the draft. And in my mock draft 3.0, I had them trading back with the Packers and still picking up, uh, or I made a change actually last minute. I had them picking up a receiver. (laughs) But the other thing to think about with the Jets, which I've been looking at, you know, the other thing to think is with all these teams is what is their second round draft capital? 
um, especially early on in the second round. And the Jets have uh, early second round picks that I think they're going to use one of them. They're probably looking at a receiver there. I think they could, you know, and you can get still get a good one, whether it's George Pickens from Georgia, Christian Watson uh, has been rising up the board from North Dakota State, um, or if a, a Jahan Dotson slips down into the second round, you can still get a good wide receiver early in the second round. That's what I think the Jets will do, whereas they could pick up draft capital if they trade back or pick up, you know, whether it's Thibodeau or Mod Gardner with that number four pick. And even at 10, if they stay there, they could still get a really good stud. Uh, on defense or offense, whether you know, even if it's not a receiver, so that's just my thinking. Um, I feel like there's gonna be teams willing to move up into the top ten for that pick. Yeah, I mean, we 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 saw them do that last year with Michael Carter. They waited on running back and they took Michael yeah. Carter early in the second round. Um, you know, whether that was the correct pick or taking like Javante Williams or somebody else, eh, we'll see. But. Either way, they yeah. waited for the talent. Elijah to Moore, too, they they waited and took Elijah Moore. Right. So they have had some luck recently uh, getting some pretty good offensive players outside of the first round. I would love to see the Chiefs trade up and snag a wide receiver who's just as good of a prospect as Tyreek Hill and pay him, like, I don't know, 10 times less than what the Dolphins have to pay Tyreek Hill who's going to play out in four years. Um, I just think that that was... Everybody who's crapping on the Chiefs for making that move, I don't understand it because this is the deepest wide receiver draft class in a very long time, and you can get them a dime a dozen for a lot less than Miami stuck paying Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and the, I mean the Chiefs, you guys know this, like the Chiefs offense, I mean you can plug multiple guys in there. I know Tyreek Hill's this otherworldly speed, but like even if they stayed back in their pick, they could snag Jahan Dotson, who's, who's a nice – speedy slot receiver um, would probably be just as good as Tyreek Hill putting up stats in that offense. So, uh, yeah, I do think, you know, I, I think they do trade up. They, I, I feel like they really want, uh, uh, you know, a Jameson Williams, that kind of receiver, just to slot right into that offense. Now, we're talking about trades and moving up and moving back. Uh, you know, news, and, and since I'm a 49ers fan, I don't see this happening, but I'll get your opinion. I still think this whole Debo Samuel thing is, smokescreen contract negotiations but of course uh, now they're saying he's in vegas and the draft is coming is if they're going to do something they would do it this week do you see any movement there or any other you know veteran nfl player potentially traded for draft picks i I, yeah i'm I'm with you i feel like he doesn't get traded um the other name that's been in the news the last couple days has been darren waller which I don't think is a first-round pick for him. That would be maybe a second-round pick, like the Packers were were thinking, and, and he was supposed to be in that original trade. But I think they just slotted in a second-round pick after the trade didn't go through. Um, Debo Samuel's probably a first-round pick. So if you know if if a team like the Packers, if they really want Samuel, then why not use? They have two first-round picks. Why not use one of them and other draft capital to do that deal? I mean. The Chiefs as well. I mean, why not? You know, they have multiple picks. It's not like they, you know, maybe they have a need on defense. Um, but if they're going to use one of those picks from receiver and you can use that and, and other capital, which the Chiefs, by the way, have, I think they have 12 picks in this entire draft. So they, they have room to move up um, or make a deal for a Samuel if they really want to. Now, another player that, that could we see Baker Mayfield moved? Not for first round 
picks. But like, if somebody misses out on getting the one quarterback that they want, either Pickett or um, Malik Wills or whoever, could we see Baker moved for I don't know a package of fourths? <laughs> we could. Um, <laughs> I mean, I want to I want to hear what you guys think because the Panthers are the team that like everyone's looking at as. Could they make a trade for Mayfield or could they draft Pickett or draft Malik Willis or could they just punt on the quarterbacks and go with Sam Darnold altogether this year? I mean, what do you think they do? I I don't think after last year they could possibly go into the season with Darnold. I mean, they tried it. He looked good the first yeah. couple of weeks and then it was just an, a disaster of epic proportions. Uh, I don't know how you could sell, and I know you don't have to sell your fan base because, you know, they're there, you know, whether you're bad or not most of the time. But I don't see any way the way Donald absolutely imploded that they can go into the season with him again. Didn't their OC come out and say that Sam Darnold is their quarterback? Like, is their starting quarterback? Yeah, but I mean... (laughs) It's April 26th. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's I mean, most screen for drafts or for trades or, you know, or char- I'm I, sure. I'm just saying he yeah, said the quiet did, part out yeah. loud, though. Yes, he <laughs> in did. In front so, of the press. They're better, they're better off bringing back Jake Talone than going back to Sam Darnold again. At they're this better point. off with Philip Walker from the XFL than they are with <laughs> They might be. I mean, that's a legit <laughs> point, though. Yeah, he's, he's not that bad. He's not. He's certainly not. He's certainly better than than Sam Darnold. Serva, let me ask you this. I don't know if this is a very fair question to ask you. I know it definitely depends on landing spot, but we have to think that there are some (laughs) athletes. Yeah, there are some athletes that games don't translate to the professional level. Are there any skill position players that you think are going to suck no matter where they land? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am. uh, Yeah, I am very low. Uh, and I think compared to others on Matt Corral, um, I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. And I, it's it's just uh, the matter of how weak this quarterback class is that he is the fourth or fifth, whatever you think. Um, I just the guy benefited from being in an, a high powered, uh, high scoring Old Miss offense last year, but. I watched like some of his some of his combat his pro day workout and I forgot you know just from watching college film and college games but his throwing motion it, it just looks terrible and I'm not like a quarterback guru or a throwing mechanics guru or anything but you if you just watch him it just looks like he's not a natural thrower um, which is pro- a problem in the NFL and uh, I think at Ole Miss he just benefited from being kind of this dual threat stat stuffer guy, but I just, I don't see how he is ever a, a competent starter in the NFL. <laughs> you think of no. quarterbacks and obviously that's the, the, you know, flavor that everyone loves every, every year. Uh, I think you have three in the first round of your mock draft. Uh, and yeah. there's, there's been talk since last year that this quarterback class is not really up to par. Uh, what's your confidence level on any of them being, you know, starting quarterbacks you know, this year or for redraft positions, are, are we thinking about any of these three guys? Uh, it depends on where they land. So it's interesting because the Saints and the Steelers have been two teams that are a lot of people are talking about could take a quarterback. But I think in that situation, 
the, those quarterbacks, whether it's Willis or Pickett going to those teams, wouldn't start this year, in my opinion. I mean, maybe Pickett beats out Trubisky or, or vice versa with Willis um, in Pittsburgh. But with the Saints, like, they're probably rolling with Jameis Winston, even if they draft Malik Willis or Pickett, you know, kind of a, a year placeholder. Same thing with, like, the Falcons at eight. If they go with a Willis, maybe he's sitting for a year behind Mariota. Um, I just don't see how they start, you know, right away, unless it is like a team like we were just saying with the Panthers, and they're just like, all right, giving Pickett or Willis the keys to the uh, franchise right away from week one, which could happen. Um, or, you know, the Lions are a team I have Desmond Ritter going to at the end of the the uh, first round just because they, you know, that fifth-year option like we've seen in the past with Lamar Jackson, Teddy Bridgewater, a couple of names um, where teams just take a shot at the end of the round. I think the Lions are primed for that spot at 32 because they have their first, uh, their second pick where they're going to take, you know, what's it, Hutchinson, Thibodeau, one of these guys. Um, but at 32, if they don't trade out, I could see them going with, a Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell um, to just challenge golf right away. And we could see whoever that guy is, whether it's Ritter Howell or another one being fantasy relevant by week two or three, if golf is struggling. So yeah, that I, I would have my eye on that situation for sure. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that's going to make our colleague Colby Conway very happy. How in the hell in your latest <laughs> mock is Evan Neal falling all the way down to the Texans? Yeah, so this is one um, last few days. There's been a medical uh, questions about his knee. He's got a he's got a questionable knee problem, which he hurt in the uh, playoff or, or championship game with Alabama, um, where people are thinking he might slide, and he's fallen behind uh, Ekemekwanu for sure, and maybe even Charles Cross as the top tackles in this draft. Um, and some people are thinking he might slide further. I I haven't projected there just because I have, you know, teams going after receivers ahead of him. So I feel like they're not even thinking about a tackle there and, and aren't going to trade up for tackle. So I could just – he's one of those guys. I mean, it's just a mock, so I'm predicting here. But maybe it's one of those names where I wouldn't be surprised if he slides, you know, outside of the top ten. Yeah, I'm just saying if you call it and the Texans wind up with him, Colby is going to be <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, beside himself happy. <laughs> Make sure you check we'll see, out hopefully. Dan Servodidio's work at FantasyAlarm.com and definitely throughout draft night as well. I mean, we're going to have a live draft tracker. We've got the lightning round crew going to be popping on the site and talking all things football contest trivia. Very interactive. Servo going to be hanging around part of that as well. Dan underscore Servodidio on Twitter. Servo, again, man, thank you so much for joining us, dude, and answering all of our draft questions. But there's only one thing left to do, my man. We're bringing some stuff to the family table. We all bring something. It could be anything you want. Well, mostly anything you want. So what are you bringing to the Family Times family table this time? All right. I put a lot of thought into this. Um, and you know I love food, Fensty. So I'm going food-related here. And today, we're recording this on Tuesday, April 26th. It's National Pretzel Day. And I'm wondering what uh, your your top topping, all of you guys, your top, your first choice of topping on pretzels. I'm a straight pretzel guy. I don't do topping on pretzels, to be honest. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to go mustard. Like, 
just a little bit of mustard on a on a fresh, you know, soft salted pretzel. That's what I'm going with. Okay. I don't need it on top of the pretzel, but if I had some beer cheese on the oh, side, that'd be nice. There you, you know? go. I like the beer cheese. <laughs> it's cheese. Make and it's it got beer. And it's kind of got beer, beer in it too. Beer and cheese. And beer then you have no well, even separate. Eat beer. it all together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I found out a lot of German establishments. I've well, my like my favorite. I'm wondering what you guys think of this cinnamon sugar pretzels. You guys, I've like had those. those. They are yeah, outstanding. Delicious. I'm not a cinnamon guy. But you're not. I'm just. What does that mean? What is that? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> no idea what that means. I'm a tiger because I hate cinnamon. I do like I pepper. Just, I just made it up. I don't know what it means. <laughs> no, it was just a reflex. <laughs> By the yeah. way, I'll say this: pretzel favorite pretzel snack. The honey mustard nuggets. I forgot what brand there are. There are. I have a feeling Snyder. everybody knows what I'm talking about, though. I believe they're Snyder's of Hanover. Mm-hmm. They nailed have, it. Right. Yeah, they have, nailed they, it. There you they go. They have a buffalo a buffalo uh, wing one. That's Those are good too. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking with the honey mustard. That's, that's... <laughs> nice. Nice. Wow. Pretzels. National Pretzel Day. We're going to going to Annie Ann's in the mall or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right, Sells, what controversial topic are you going to bring up this week? Uh, it's not going to be controversial. Well, for some of our subs, it might be controversial. Stop asking me every day if you should drop the same damn guy in baseball. <laughs> this is April 26th. I literally this morning got an ROS question, which for those not in the know, it's rest of season. Somebody asked me rest of season, should I have this guy or this guy? It's three weeks into the baseball season, people. It's a 26-week season. Why am I answering a question that's supposed to get you through the next 23 weeks? And I guarantee you, even if I answered the question, I would have seen it again tomorrow, which is, you know, not rest of season. It's a marathon. We are 10% of the way through the MLB season. This is not like we're three games into an NFL season and you've only got nine games left to make the playoffs. Just because a guy went two for five yesterday doesn't mean you should drop a dude you drafted to replace him with. I'm sorry. It's a marathon. Let things simmer because you know what's going to happen? You're going to drop that guy. That guy's going to get hot in June, and you're going to be pissed he's on somebody else's team. Okay? Just like the beat writer for the Angels who tweeted that he's uh, nervous that Shohei Otani's numbers suck. You know what he's on pace for? A 30-homer, 90-RBI season. That sucks. Really? Oh, and he's the ace of your pitching staff. Can we settle it down with this, like, just nonsense about, oh, this guy sucks three weeks into a 26-week season? Come on now. Let's are you, Sells, let it simmer. Sells, are you a Discord guy? I'm in there a lot for two <laughs> specific sports right now. But, yes. Well, sorry, three specific sports right now. <laughs> but, yes. They're, they're, so I will answer your questions. That's what we're here for. But I'm just going to give you the advice that you don't. And by the way, if you keep asking me every day about the same guy, just drop that guy. Because clearly you don't like him enough to keep him if you're trying to replace him with seven different guys in seven different days. Or That's, at least if for nothing else, then he'll stop. They'll stop asking you that question. No, because then they'll ask me about him. the guy that they just picked up yesterday with, <laughs> that they dropped the other guy for. 
Sells asking for a friend. What do I do with Alberto Mondesi right now? <laughs> I, <laughs> I think he's still got a hold him, man. I, mean, I know, I'm kidding, but I don't. I'm not playing him. He's on my lineup. Say, Servo, you haven't checked out the Justin Fensterman fantasy baseball stock watch report because <laughs> there you might find out. What I may or may not have edited that today. So yeah. <laughs> Thank You're you. like Brian, who couldn't tell us when a guy was coming back from the IL who wrote the uh, injury report last week. <laughs> That's right. I don't. I don't like listen to the content I edit. You know what I mean? It's. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's no. Gives problem. us major hope that no, that it's correct when it goes off. I'm gonna tell you guys a quick Servo story quickly. Quick Servo. I worked with Servo for a very long time. When I used to host on the weekend mornings on Sirius XM. One time, Servo came up, came up to me. He was trying to make me feel good, and he's like, "Hey, man, so yeah, I was listening to your show. I really <laughs> liked it." And I knew Servo was full of shit. I know Servo for a very long time, and so I go to Servo. I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, man, which part did you like about it?" And this guy's face turns Casper, and <laughs> he goes, "I didn't really listen to it, man." <laughs> <laughs> Servo, I please, I. I love you, sir. I think after that, though, I did listen to it because yeah, I felt bad. Yeah, bullshit. So. You listened to it. Yeah, right. I'll believe that when I see it. What's Callum, your name? Was I? Ah, uh, good call. I don't even know. How? He almost answered you. I'm gonna make it short and sweet. Ozark Friday, final seven episodes. Don't miss it. What's gonna happen with the birds and roots and everything else? Can't wait. Counting down the hours. I'm sure everyone else is too. Uh, so Netflix Ozark Friday. Be ready. By the way, if you have Apple TV Plus, I cannot recommend Slow Horses enough. That show is phenomenal. Wow. Gary Oldman is fantastic. I gotta get that. Yeah, soon enough, all the baseball games will be on it, so we'll all be. There are two a week on there. Yes. Oh, you take taking the. I mean, I ran it about this a few weeks ago. Taking the local audience out of the picture, I, I don't understand. It's cynical. The local audience not being that pays for cable, the rip off prices for cable, not being able to see their teams. It's just so stupid. But wait, I was understood, and I don't have it. Isn't it on the free version of Apple TV? Yes. So, yes. I mean, you know, the MLB you just... games on Friday nights are on the free version. You do not need a subscription for Apple TV Plus. I think people the... just don't realize that. So it's, it's it's I know it's another thing you have to do, but uh, but you know. should also just get Apple TV Plus for nothing more than Ted Lasso because that's phenomenal. You know what? You know, on a related note, I I pay for MLB TV, and I and in the DC area, I can't watch the Orioles yep. or the Nats games, which is still yep. ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. I I pay for that. Usually, baseball hates you. <laughs> and my dad's tried to watch it when he was up in, uh, you know, visiting some friends in Maryland, and it was blocked. Yep. Too. I was like, Dude. I mean, I'm in the D- D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, and I was just looking forward to watching Max Scherzer's first start a few weeks ago, and I couldn't watch it on local. I was freaking out. I yeah, by the way, don't move to – there's Iowa and one other state that blocks out six teams. Wow. So, <laughs> Iowa cannot watch the Cubs, the White Sox, the Twins, the Brewers. What? The Cardinals or the Royals. Because Iowa is technically in the territorial, like, is technically in those teams' territory. Yet another reason I'll never live in Iowa. I I swear no league hates their fans more than baseball. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably true. It's showing. By the way, I know something that we all hate, and I forget if I've talked about this little life hack on this show, but it's 
the whole how to get rid of a brain freeze very quickly. I mean, we all love ice cream. We all love eating ice cream fast. I'm a fast eater, and that's my problem. I eat everything lightning speed, and everyone in my family makes fun of me for it and doesn't like to eat with me because of it. But that's another story. If you get a brain freeze, here is what you do to resolve that brain freeze. You take your tongue, put it to the roof of your mouth, hold it there for about five seconds, seven seconds, and the brain freeze will be gone. Just like that. However, if you try to tempt fate like I have a few times and you go, okay, that's great. Now I can do this every time. Don't do that. It turns against you. It makes a worse brain freeze when you try to get rid of it. I don't know why. It's probably science. I have no clue. I'm not a scientist. All I know is you do it the first time, it gets rid of the brain freeze. Little life hack for all the ice cream and icy eaters out there. So with you being a fast eater and we now having the lightning round stream under the fantasy alarm umbrella, I'm seeing a segment where they try to divulge information faster than you can eat something. Oh, dude, 100%. I, if we will do something <laughs> where we're timing me eating a Chipotle burrito bowl versus whatever analysis they're giving on the Jets, and I will probably win that. That's how fast I eat. I should eat have very- you and Grande have an eat off between Chipotle products. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, just I make sure there's a to- make sure there's a toilet nearby. Oh, for hundred <laughs> percent. That's for sure. that's for- Dan Servo Didio again. Follow all of his work on FantasyAlarm.com, PicksWise.com too for college sports appearing on those shows with our big sister site there in the Spotlight Sports Group. Servo, enjoy the coverage. Good luck with everything. You're going to do a great job. And why don't you just remind everyone, all the family, what exactly you're, the heat you're going to be bringing during draft coverage? Yeah, well, uh, go check out right now on the site. There's a Mock Draft 2.0, which we were referencing a bit. But a 3.0 will be live uh, relatively shortly if you're listening to this. Or it's live already um, on the site. So go check that out before the draft starts. And then, yeah, NFL Draft Night, you guys were mentioning the uh, Lightning Round live stream. I will be appearing on that. Um, doing some, you know, on FantasyAlarm.com, we'll have the live blog, live draft tracker with uh, all of us contributing there to uh, bring you some some instant analysis to all the picks in the first round and, and also Friday night, too, for all the second and third round picks that are at least fantasy relevant. And let's not forget that uh, Hallam and his squad over at Fanjections will have projections up relatively quickly after guys are drafted. So wow. for those of you who are very interested in the instant fantasy value of people, you can thank Mr. Ryan Hallam and uh, his folks over there nice. at the Vanjections division. There you go. Ryan, you ready, Ryan? You ready? Always, man. Always. Yes, sir. Always. Loving it right there. This is what the family does. A family that sticks together, wins together. Give our buddy Servo a follow at Dan underscore Servo Didio. S-E-R-V-O-D-I-D-I-O. Give Matt Sells a follow at The Salesman. Give Ryan Hallam a follow at Fighting Chance. I'm at Fenced Sports. Like I said, we always dominate together. We win together. And that's why we're a family because we're going to get you through this week and you're going to be ready for your fantasy football drafts at least to start. The season starts Thursday, damn it. We've got you covered. Let's do it.